Welcome to The Sober Gay, a podcast about being sober in the LGBT community and beyond. I'm your host, Dylan Gay, and yes, that is my real last name. Hi, Aubrey. Hello, Dylan. How are you? You know, I'm living it up. (laughs) Feeling good. I love that. Full transparency. It's the same day as the last episode. What? No. (laughs) No, it's not. Uh, Aubrey, call the press. Oh, my God. It's media day. (laughs) We're talking about the media today. And their their influence on drinking culture yes uh rampant is the first word that comes to mind love this because especially right after pride yeah all of the advertisements that i saw for pride were alcohol well the whole theme is how fucked up can i get how Mm -hmm. drunk can we get on pride like Mm -hmm. i remember that narrative i used to have that same thought process like okay i'm gonna get so wasted on pride like oh my god my pride story so oh, yes oh pride I, story. I i was going i went to pride a couple years ago in denver we it was a great day i was not sober aubrey was sober i was getting hammered as i always do and you know when i got to the point where i was blacked out okay so my friend got me an uber and he, what he didn't realize was he had changed the Uber destination mid Uber to get himself one as well, which mm. then rerouted my Uber while I was sleeping in the back seat of it <laughs> um, to his place, which is like 45 minutes away from mm-hmm. where I lived. And cause it was complete opposite direction of where I was living South of Denver and it went, yeah completely you were completely you were like the north tip of denver (laughs) yeah like not even in denver it was another town like and so i got there and the uber driver wakes me up he says you know get out and i say okay (laughs) i get out and i'm like i'm like looking around and i'm like where am i at this point my phone was dead yes that's why you had to get the uber yes that's why my friend got the uber for me uh because my phone was dead and so I'm looking around like, okay, I think I might be like down the street. Cause you know, when you start looking around mm-hmm. you're like that brown out kind of drunk, mm-hmm. you start to think like, okay, maybe this is where I am. So I started walking a little bit and then I like look around even more and I'm like, but wait, this road's supposed to turn there and it wasn't turning there. And <sighs> I Ugh. had this little moment of panic of like, okay, where am I? And I just was like, kind of like surrendered. Cause then it started to rain. So I sat down on the curb and this was maybe like two minutes after, you know, getting dropped off. Someone pulls up to the stop sign and they say, hey, are you OK? And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't know where I am. My phone is dead. I'm like wearing this little like a shirt, kind of like what I'm wearing right now. Um, if you want to see that, you can go to the sobergate.com, click on the watch tab. Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing a shirt like I'm wearing now. <laughs> And the, I'm like, just it said, uh, keep calm and kiss boys. <laughs> so like, they're oh looking at me like, this God. guy is probably not a threat. And I'm like, I need help. I don't know where I am. They're like, well, we can give you a ride to your house. Just get in and like, give us the address and we'll drop you off. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I think I'm just right down the road. And then I tell them my address and they're like, dude, <laughs> they're like, okay, this is going to be about a 45 minute drive. 
to, but we're going to take you home. And I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I, oh, thank you so much. I'll get, I'll Venmo you or whatever. I was just like incoherent. I ended up like switching, um, Facebooks with them and we still like each other's posts to this day. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and now they know you're sober too. I know. Isn't that so great? She actually likes a lot of myself about that. I, yeah, I don't want to go into that next story, but anyway, it was it just a, a really like I felt in that moment I had fucking angels in my drinking mm. days because like how I was literally on that sidewalk sitting there for like maybe 30 seconds to two minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it was like nothing. And they showed up to just like, hey, do you need a ride home? Like I was 45 minutes away from my house with a dead phone and like hardly any clothes on. <laughs> I I just remember getting a message from you and you're like, I don't know where I'm at. And yeah. I was like, I don't know where you're at either right now. And I was talking. Wait, did I well, I didn't have my phone though? How did I message you that? Did you mess it might have been way after. I don't mm, I think you might be thinking of two different times. This might have oh my god, I am thinking of a different yeah. time. Sorry. No, there's because I was about to say I didn't have a phone because there's no way I could have texted. I didn't text anyone. A lot of I didn't Ubers know where I was. Yeah, you have called a lot of Ubers for me in the day. <laughs> But that moment specifically was. Um, I'm just glad horrible. you made it home safe. I and know, that is I what Pride an tells us to do. That is <laughs> really. <home> safe. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not. I thought I was getting home safe. But, you know, I my biggest thing was I was sleeping in Ubers. I loved falling asleep in Ubers. <laughs> I don't think I've ever fallen asleep in. Uh, that's a lie. I have definitely. I was always morning. so drunk. And mm. I was just like just so wasted i think a lot of your uber life has been a lot of denver too so you've been sober so yeah a lot of well and i i do i do little naps like when i went to the airport in the morning i would do a little nap in the uber sometimes especially if they wanted to talk to me at like such a different such a different clarity than a drunk nap though yeah oh my god it's so true yeah you can wake up from those naps those drunk ones damn you're like a rock Uh i was i've seen i went to charlie's last night which is the the gay bar here. And I had my cranberry juice. I was dancing a little bit, but I noticed there was this one guy who was just so drunk and my heart just went out to him because he was just like leaning over mm. a chair and like put his head down on a chair and he was just standing there rocking. And I was just, and then like the bar, you know, that moment too. You're like, Oh, here it comes. Yeah. I know. And the bartender came over and brought him a glass of, of water. And uh, the guy was like, what's this? And he's like, water. And he's like, thanks. I need it. And he like I watched him like drunk drink the whole thing down and then just like hold the glass and just start spilling the ice and just like Ugh. I was like, damn, like I just my heart goes out. It's just like I know like I've turned it to like compassion. Like I just like my I feel for this guy because we've all been there. Yep. I don't I feel like I do not look at drunk people like in a negative light. I look at them as just people like, trying to find their way. Yeah. There was a time in my sobriety where I did look at them negative mm-hmm. and I had to like, cross over into the compassion mm-hmm. and just like, no, I did too. I was like, I can't be around this. I don't yeah. want to be around it. Or like, it was just, it was a lot to handle. I was very uncomfortable. I had to like remove myself and move and like see something else. Cause I was like, I can't just look at this guy anymore. This mm. is too much. You know? <laughs> mm. uh, so that, you know, brings <laughs> us back full circle to the media. <laughs> like, just like going into Walmart is so annoying because like I remember in the middle of the pandemic, I was taking pictures of all the different masks that were available and yep. like the, the fashion masks. And yep. I, I'm making little hand quotes because they would be like, 
you know, mommy wine and shit like that. I, they just all blur into one word. I feel like an AI robot when I describe them because it's like mommy wine need now beer goggles only. Like that's the mask. You know what I oh, mean? Oh like, my god! Like, uh, like if an AI had to generate like what, anything that what an, uh, any drunk person would say, this is what it would be. It's just the public now. It's like so sad. I was in Walmart, which is the highest classiest shopping place in America. I mean, I, yes, I love Walmart. I, I, mm, yeah. But for that, <laughs> I, I, I don't love Walmart like that on a capitalist level. <laughs> but, um, just being in there looking at the mask, getting back to that, I'm like, this is disgusting. This is what's being promoted to the masses. Yeah, you know, this is like what they think is best for people, and it's yeah. just so sad. And then those same people will wear those masks and then look down on someone who's struggling with drugs not realizing that they're on a drug yep and they don't want to think that it's a drug because it's legal yeah because drinking is legal big oh, whoop okay good job congratulations you got your shitty drug that kills people all the time i'm sorry that was really rude right. that was judgmental i know but have said that. i get it though because it's <laughs> illegal like what like collecting rainwater is illegal like like okay so you're gonna tell me laws mean anything <laughs> okay well we're going <laughs> we're going somewhere we're... right here all right so Ex-advertisements. We are talking about the hammering of capitalism. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, then don't get me started on that because during my most recent ego death, I have learned all about capitalism and what the hell is going on around us. And Mm. oh, my God. And capitalism is the root of why we have these shitty, shitty media. Yeah. Why we have the shitty media right now. Oh, yeah. It does all come down to it. That, that can be advertised to us as as people. And when we see alcohol advertisements everywhere, what do you expect you're going to want to do and drink. expect to want to get and drink? And what do you expect that people think is cool? Like that well, capitalism tires you down to a point where you're so weak. And what's the best thing for a weak person? An escape yeah. to get all this energy and dance and stimulation and lights and clubs and bars and drinking and different sports events and like that's how we are like drain or uh, ingrained to spend our time mm. our spare time uh, what little spare time we're taught that we have yeah because like, we're supposed to work 40 if hours you're not a week. working then you need to be at the bar or you need to be at a restaurant and then you need to get a drink and then if you don't have a drink then you're not cool so you might as well just go home and do nothing right and it's just it's really it's this it is it's tiring and it's endless and it doesn't stop because it's like every commercial that you see Coors Light, uh, Bud Light, all of that is all around you all the time. They're not even beer commercials anymore. They're like, I the one made me cry about the horses or whatever. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this selling me? Why am I crying? <laughs> Why am I crying over beer right now? Ew. But they got me. Yeah. That was, I remember, I don't remember, I'm sure someone remembers the Super Bowl commercial I'm referring to, but. It was the Super Bowl in general, capitalism. It's all around. I I saw a thing on Reddit the other day, and it was um, all the, it was like different broadcasts of the same sporting event from different places Mm. in the world, and all the advertising was different. And it was digitally, like, CGI placed over the billboard, so it was moving while the camera was moving. And I was just like, whoa, that looked so normal 
like it was just all a green screen pretty much like yeah. being cast like different advertisement for the same game yeah well i mean even thinking about when you go into a stadium or a game what is like the first thing that you smell and see beer and brats yeah all, and and just like, all <laughs> the advertisement for it leading you to where you can find the drinks and the mm-hmm. beer and the alcohol and i'm like wow mm-hmm. <laughs> it is all pointed towards the advertisements down on the bottom they're all Bud Light, Miller Light. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. How do us sober people go about living our sober lives when all our it's splashed at us is all this drinking? I feel so bad for the people that aren't as like confident in their sobriety and who mm. might be in the first stages or wherever they're at in their sobriety where they can be triggered by those events. Mm-hmm. But just know if you're triggered by those things, why are you being triggered? Overcome that trigger and like learn like that you can be more powerful than the advertising around you mm-hmm. when you start to expose and question everything around you mm-hmm. about that. I talked about that on the last episode. Especially since you don't have a freedom to choose what advertisement is being played in front of you or right. not. You start to realize like just turn yourself off. Like yeah. flip a switch when you see that shit. Learn to just like if you see a big billboard that you see every single day, notice a flower or like something near that, a tree that's cool near that billboard or something that you could just point your focus to and be like, no, you know what? From now on, I'm going to look at that tree instead. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start to notice a little detail about that tree every time I look at it. And then eventually I'm going to be able to paint the picture of that tree in my head. And then guess what? You don't even see that billboard anymore. Mm -hmm. Fuck that billboard. Unless it's a billboard for the sober gay, which I'm trying to purchase. (laughs) Hey, I-70, I-25, look out for the sober gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one's going to see our billboard now. Uh, well, no, look up at those billboards. It's talking uh, about the being billboards. sober. We're driving. Why are we seeing drinking billboards for, well, we're driving. Drink and drive, drink and drive. It just that like is subliminally they, puts it there. Mm-hmm. That's what they teach you in America. You have to get a car when you're 16. You have to do this, but you can drink and drive but we want you to go out and drink anyway but we don't provide you with transportation or any other safe way of getting home so you're gonna have to drive anyway and that sucks but right you spent five dollars on a bud light and you feel great we never <laughs> we don't get taught we get taught drivers ed but we don't even we don't get taught pedestrians ed we don't get taught like how we should safely navigate the world around us with our feet the only thing that we're given some of us like we have you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's we're not and to see the lack of accessibility with wheelchairs mm-hmm. in our in this world disgusting mm-hmm. inclusive events that aren't wheelchair accessible excuse me did you just hear what i just said that there there's exclu- there's inclusive bars that are promoting themselves as inclusive that are not wheelchair accessible mm-hmm. let it sink in where who's catering what mm-hmm Sorry. <laughs> I just got so heated on that. It pisses Ooh, me off though. I know. Yeah. Seriously. It, we don't we want to cater towards everything and tell everyone this is what you do, but then we also say you can't be involved in it, but you can't be involved in it and you can't be involved in it. But yeah. everyone else can. No one think like the people that are in charge of sculpting our world for us are not in touch with the world and that's the problem you have a sign in braille that says caution hot surface think about that you know what i mean little thing who made that Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, i'm sorry the the world is not (laughs) catered to anyone 
for their best interest. Just that keep that in to mind. to the companies that is catered towards making sure that you stay drinking. They don't care about your well-being. Right. They do not care about if you go into AA or if you go into a coffin. And I'm sorry to be so blunt about it, right. but they don't care. Because what is their, what is Big Alcohol's response to all this? Drink responsibly. Yeah. That's it's on all, you. That's all they can say. Drink responsibly. Yeah. But yet you throw all of these things saying you should drink all the time. You should drink all the time. Yeah. What is drinking responsibly? Because one glass of wine inebriates you. So mm -hmm. like, how is anything about the situation responsible at all? It's all about, you know, letting out your inhibitions mm -hmm. and like, so to even paint the narrative of drink responsibly, suck my ass. Like we all are just falling into it. <laughs> it's, Oh, oh my God. We really are. We, and, and there is, I guess this again comes back to, we can break this cycle. We can stop it. And, like just allow those advertisements to pass. Allow those advertisements. Yes, block either, it out. Yeah, block it out or let it sink in and let it realize where you don't want to be right. anymore. And let it like show you that that's not where you want to be anymore. So I, I advertisements it, are they just suck. And even in movies and in TV shows and in all of that, like we were just watching the new iCarly the, the new other I day. I, that's what I said to you. I was like, the first thing I noticed about the new iCarly is they're drinking in every mm -hmm. episode. I'm like, little things like that. I'm No one even notices mm -hmm. that except for us sober people, I'm sure. But I was just like, wow, iCarly, <laughs> girl, you're drinking every episode. You mm -hmm. okay? Like, but it's... And then I'm also watching the Celebrity Dating Game. Great show, by the way. Zoe Deschanel host it. <laughs> Love her. But... Uh, watching that, there was a, like, they were talking about what you would you do on your first day, and they are like, I would get a glass of wine or a martini, yeah. and it's like, how do you know, first of all, the person that you're talking to is not sober? Right. Like, and then second, why is that, thought. why is that the first thing you want to go to is get a glass of wine on your first day? Like, or that instead yeah. of like, I just want to get to know the person. That's what I want to do on the first date. Sit down and talk to them. Being active on mm. Tinder and Hinge, I, that's a, most of people's profiles that I just, I skip away from now that I'm like, if you're holding a beer or a drink in every single picture, every single event, like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I don't mind dating someone who drinks, but I'm like, if you're presenting yourself and you don't even realize how much you present alcohol in your life, like, we're probably just not going to work at this mm -hmm. point in time, you know? And like, Tinder's probably the worst, but it's like, whatever. I just, <sighs> it's okay. And I, I, it's, it is, it's, it sucks to see people almost all the time be in that situation because it is almost like every single event that we have, there's a drink involved now. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter where you go anymore. They're like, you go to the park, there's beer. You go to the laundry store, there's beer. That wasn't in, in Portland. They have beer. They sell beer and liquor at the laundry stores while you're waiting. Mm. Like yeah, that's, what, that's ridiculous. What a, such a ridiculous concept just to sit down for 30 minutes oh but you can have a beer too while you're oh my doing God. your laundry the the there's a lot of um grocery stores back around the raleigh area where i used to live and they are huge on like grab a beer while you shop now and they put the little coasters mm -hmm. there and there's like a little craft brewery section of the grocery store mm -hmm. to go have a beer while you shop around but if i light up a joint i'm just kidding <laughs> but if you think about it those people who are shopping around with that beer what are they doing i bet you 100 percent. bet you 90 percent of them did not walk there did not bike there i bet right. you they drove there yeah 
so not only are you saying don't drink and drive, now these stores are saying, but you can have a drink before you go drive back home with your groceries. Right. It's so like, what are we being taught? And like, I feel so bad for people that are struggling. Like I said earlier, that don't aren't able to like not see these things. And they're, they just think that's being taught to them. They think that's what's important Mm -hmm. is the drinking and, well, and I think, sorry, you brought up a good point and I kind of wanted to, but the whole marijuana thing. Oh, I wasn't going to go there. I was going to take that I, out. Oh, well, I just went there. So <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I, I mean, honestly, it's something that has been proven to help medicate people with like a lot of issues, diseases, things like that, that help them get better. There's a lot of things that have been proven and yet we want to like stigmatize that we want to stigmatize marijuana we want to say that it's bad for people but yet people aren't dying people are getting better using it yet we don't want to stigmatize alcohol and people are literally dying every day yeah for sure every day and it's not it's not a joke every single day people are dying from alcohol and it's it's either a crash or heart related issues or kidney related issues or things like this that people are dying from and yet we are taboo against the thing that is saving people's lives. Yeah. And like people keep comparing the two too. And it bothers me that it's so normal for us to compare the two because I don't even see them in the same category. You know what I mean? Like, I they're know. just like, uh, if I'm not all about, if you want to use marijuana in your sobriety, the definition of sobriety is to abstain from alcohol. But I know there's a lot of people that like their ego gets in the way of their sobriety and they like to say and dictate other people's sobriety and say things like, you know, you're not truly sober. If blah, 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 blah. Who are you to say anything about anyone else's life? Mm. If someone's living their life and they say, thank God, I don't drink every night anymore. And it's changing my life for the better. And I'm using marijuana to enlighten myself and see different parts of myself. Who are you to say, no, you're not sober. That's so inappropriate. Mm -hmm. It really is. It is whatever you have a problem with, that is what you should fix. And that is what you should focus on fixing. If you have a problem with anyone else's anything in their experience, if you have a problem with anyone's haircut, if you have a problem with anyone's attitude, anything, question it. Mm -hmm. Question why you feel that way because it might not be them. Yeah. And and, and it's not, don't, don't worry about how anyone else is living because in the end, if someone is sober and smoking marijuana, they will eventually come to a realization if it's not good for them, because in all honesty, if you get sober from alcohol, I feel like you, or any, any drug, you get such a heightened sense of like you, who you are. Yes. And you know where you can stand. So like, don't tell someone you can't stand there because you can't. Right. Yeah. Does that that, that yeah. sounded really no, weird? No, 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 no. Don't tell someone sense. they can't stand there because you can't. Yes. Let me say yeah, it yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. They can't stand there because you can't. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I totally agree with that. Just you it we're here to talk about sobriety and our gay lives. <laughs> and um we are sober and we condone sobriety so we're happy if you're sober from alcohol that's our thing you know like like i say all the time the definition of sober is to abstain from alcohol so that's what we're here to talk about and we've never really talked about the marijuana thing until now for, for that reason because Sorry to just because people up. are so so sensitive to it but no screw that it's the ego it's their ego getting in the way of their their own self-discovery 
don't dictate anyone else's choices yeah. and, and it like don't you don't have to you don't have to have an opinion on everything around you it's not your place to always have to shape everyone's existence around you maybe look internally and realize that you might have some controlling issues and some where that where is that coming from where it where is that spawning from inside of you and maybe that is part of the reason why we have addictions too because of that controlling aspect i know i had a controlling aspect that i want i wanted to be able to control my life right that's why i drank too yeah i wanted to be able to control my emotions and not feel them when i wanted to or feel them when i wanted to or like do this that was my yeah so maybe you should you do you should look inside if you want to control someone else's life and say maybe this is why i'm drinking maybe this is why i'm not sober right now right uh okay well we're bringing it, we're bringing it around to the end of the episode we yes. might we could go into this for another episode i think that's fun um <laughs> you know what visit our website if you want if you don't don't but what <laughs> is it <laughs> It is com. And you know what? You can go to our Instagram, but pff, fuck Instagram. Fuck the media. But what is it? It is the Sober Gay Podcast. And you can send us an email. <laughs> this <laughs> just sounds so funny to say it now after talking about capitalism. Thing. And I'm like, go to our Google email. <laughs> so this is what brings us. This is how you have to live yeah. in this world sometimes. Yeah. Right? We'll talk about that on another what's, episode. Maybe. What's, what's, our, what's our email? Well, it's thesobergay.com. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Until next time. Stay, stay sober, sober girl. girl.